All right, hey, church family at First West and whoever else out on the interwebs may come across this. Uh, today is uh, Wednesday. It's the last day of the Southern Baptist Convention here in New Orleans. And uh, Nikki and I just want to take a few minutes here at the end of the day to kind of recap what happened today and maybe some highlights uh, from the week. Uh, we started uh, on Monday with a little review of, uh, of the swag and the stuff, the, the stuff that we uh, get and giveaways that people are doing today, uh, Nikki and I went to our uh, went to the the lunch hosted by our seminary alma mater, Gateway Seminary. Uh, Wednesday has always has uh, or uh, there's on Wednesday lunch all the seminaries always do their seminary alumni and friends lunch, and it's kind of a fundraising thing and an update and all that kind of thing. So we went and had lunch, and uh, today our seminary was giving away these cool glass mugs. With a seminary logo embossed on there, you can kind of see that. I've got my throat coat tea uh, going in there because my throat and voice is a mess. But uh, uh, that's right; it's getting better. Uh, the uh, highs from today include the temperature <laughs> and the humidity. Uh, Nick and I just walked back uh, to the hotel from dinner uh, with some good friends of ours uh, from California. And um, uh, and it was humid. We we were we were soaked by the time we got back to the hotel. So we got we got a little cleaned up before we put ourselves on here. And um, and uh, you're welcome. So uh, Nikki, for you, what were before we talk about maybe just some of like the proceedings of the day and stuff? Uh, what were one or two highlights of the day? For you, or maybe even from the week, just looking over the week, stuff I that you're glad about. I have to first say, I did not even make it into the exhibit hall at all today. I didn't go get one free thing. And if y'all know Nikki, that's a big deal. I didn't go in the exhibit hall at all. I mean, I got the mug, but that's because we had lunch there. I We went in, went to the meeting hall. I stayed mm-hmm. there for the whole thing. I didn't even leave to go to the bathroom. That's, that's pretty impre- impressive. That's impressive. And then we went to lunch, and then we came back. <laughs> And I stayed the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I just have to say that that's a never. I had that's I had to leave. Time. I had to leave once or twice. Just I did have stitch. to go to the restroom. <laughs> and uh, I just used my time wisely when I like when I was like going to lunch. Listen, I'm not going to edit this, so <laughs> okay. let's watch what we say to the people. And <laughs> right, uh, we're done with that. But I had to stretch yeah. my legs a couple times and just uh, <laughs> to process some of the things that we were working yeah. through. So uh, it was another long day in the convention, although yeah. we finished on time. More or less, S- miraculously. Oh, I don't know. It was uh, uh, the grace of God that we did so. Um, <coughs> hi- <coughs> excuse me. A highlight for me uh, of the day again, but but also just of the week, and at least the business part was mentioned it yesterday. But we were talking about it on the way home. It was just the way that Bart Barber, yeah. the the president of the convention, handled handled the convention with. Uh, Grace and tact and good humor and mm-hmm. kindness mm-hmm. and fairness, impartiality. And very knowledgeable. Um, he presided very well. He knew yeah. the rules. He knew what was going on. Yeah. Um, I mean, a couple times he didn't, but but for the most part, he always he kept it going mm-hmm. and did a fantastic and, job. And we ran into some today some some kind of difficult or hairy sort of parliamentary procedure kind of things when people make a motion and someone wants to make an amendment and then uh and then somebody wants to speak to the original motion but you have to deal with the amendment before you can deal with the motion and it's just it's all in the time frame yeah you only have so much allotted for that whole thing yeah yeah and so within the time frame all that's just to keep us moving along 
uh, Bart did a really good job with that, and yeah. um, and and grateful that he'll be serving uh, Southern Baptists as uh, as our convention president over the course of the next year, and he'll preside over next year's meeting as well, um, which will be good. So it'll be good. We're we're better as a convention of churches. We're we're better for his. Uh, just for his service to us in that yeah. way. So I will make a motion next year and electronically file it <laughs> so that he said next year, if you make a motion and file electronically mm-hmm. instead of just writing on a piece of paper yeah. and handing it to them, yeah. he will give you an autographed copy. From one, a from picture, a an autographed photo of one of his cows. Of one of his cows. Bart Barber is, I don't know if he's the first SBC president to have to own livestock, but he is an SBC president who owns livestock, and he gives them funny names. He has one cow whose name is Lottie Moo. <laughs> uh, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, so he that just, you know, is a little bit, just a little peek. Another reason his, why you should all love Bart like we love it, Bart. It's a good good peek into his nature. I don't even know the man personally. And, I feel uh, like I do now. And, love him. And, and, and to mention... Uh, we may have mentioned this earlier in the week, but um, Bart's mother passed away mm-hmm. on uh, Saturday, Saturday or Sunday um, yeah. of uh, of this week, and so her her memorial service is going to be Friday of this week. So he's been presiding over this meeting with all uh, in all the ways that he has, um, while also carrying the the grief of his mother's passing, which just uh, says a lot about the guy and. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think a lot about the just the hand of God on him, the mm-hmm. presence of God yeah, with him this week to be able to do. That. I, um, I don't think I could do that. So anyway, mm-hmm. grateful for Bart. Um, today's proceedings were uh, was, was mostly business stuff. We had to deal with some things that were left over from yesterday, um, particularly the abuse, prev- uh, no abuse reform implementation task force report (ARITF). Uh, and, and this task force was put together as a result of some uh, motions that were made and instructions that were given to the convention a couple of years ago um, in Nashville, and then again last year in Anaheim and, uh, and coming around now. So um, it, it's, it's no secret that the Southern Baptist Convention has been dealing with some issues and allegations of, uh, or issues related to allegations of sexual abuse that had been reported uh, by parishioners by abuse survivors to people at the executive committee of the Southern Baptist Convention. Now, the, again, the executive committee doesn't itself have um, oversight over churches. Each church is autonomous. We, we govern ourselves. But the executive committee um, does have, they do report to Southern Baptists. And, and many of these abuse survivors had been those that had maybe already brought the issue up to their local church, local association, local convention, just trying to get help where they could and not getting help where they could made reports to the Southern Baptist Convention while through the executive committee. And some of those reports (coughs) or or allegations of sexual abuse were not handled as properly as they ought to have been. And several victims uh, felt because they sort of were in some ways uh, just swept under the rug and ignored. So that th- those reports that happened over a number of years finally came to a head in Nashville, and we began to deal with it. And um, <coughs> and and as a convention, deal with that problem. And uh, and and so there was a sex abuse task force uh, that was looking into the issues and was going to give recommendations to the convention. They gave those recommendations last year, and one of the recommendations that they gave was that the convention. Uh, uh, 
select or or uh, uh, create and and sustain on a year to year basis an abuse response no abuse reform implement implementation task force we baptists we love our mm-hmm. acronyms and i have a hard time remembering all of them so anyway but they brought a report today uh which was uh encouraging uh in as much as a report like that can be encouraging and helpful they made some headway on some things that southern baptists had asked them to do one of them being the creation of a database of um of of convicted confessed uh, convicted sex offenders that had that had offended in a church or had been employed by a church during the time of their offense. Um, those that had maybe confessed to crimes of sexual abuse, but perhaps their crimes had were so long ago that statute of limitations prevented uh, them from going through the criminal justice system. And, uh, and those who may have had a civil judgment uh, leveled against them. Uh, civil judgments can, uh, there's not a statute of limitation on civil judgments like there are for criminal, uh, criminal statutes. And so sometimes uh, an abuse victim will not report for lots of reasons, shame, guilt, fear, uh, intimidation, maybe by even the offender. And when they do report the time that when they report a crime that was done against them, it's already beyond the statute of limitations, but they can, you know, then sue their, uh, their offender in a civil court, and a civil court can render a judgment uh, against <coughs> against the offender uh, where there is uh, um, um, enough evidence for a judge to be able to determine that, or a jury as well. Anyway, so uh, so those for folks like for for individuals or for offenders who fit those criteria and who have been reported to the uh, um, to the uh, abuse uh, reform implementation task force. Uh, their their names are, are Southern Baptist desired that a database uh, be put together for that and and that's been a very careful and um, a difficult process for the task force to work through. They've been working through the implementation of that database over the course of the last year, and they've been very responsive to concerns of of uh, Southern Baptists along the way about uh, legal things and and stuff. That we, like um, the chairman of that committee, Marshall Playlock. Um, these weren't his exact words, but anything worth doing is worth doing right, mm-hmm. is worth doing, and in this case, worth doing securely, and um, and making sure that we're not unnecessarily or, or, or even unjustly dragging people and their their reputations uh, through the mud when there aren't uh, when the, when there isn't evidence uh, to that. So he brought a report on that. Uh, the website <coughs> is about to go is live, but there are no actual names in the database yet because they are going through and individually vetting each name that will be in there to make sure that it fits the criteria for showing up there. Um, now some may wonder why don't we well, why don't we just rely on national and state sex offender databases for that sort of information? And we can. Um, part of the problem is sometimes churches don't necessarily always look there or they don't look in the right somebody could be listed in in maybe one state's database but not the state that they're currently in and they don't think to you know check this or that place and so this is just another resource for churches to um to protect the the safety and well-being of vulnerable church members um not just children uh and other minors but uh but other even vulnerable adults as well so uh, they brought that report. <coughs> excuse, <coughs> excuse me, and uh, and it was fairly well received. Yeah. And uh, and then there were uh, a few items of business m- motions that were made during introduction of new motions 
uh, or other parts of business yesterday that we had to deal with uh, today. Um, there were three that were related to the issue of women serving as uh, pastors in the church. And and so actually, I should say before we dealt with those things, the verdict, so. we, we had the, we, yeah, we got the results of the votes on uh, the three churches that had appealed the executive committee's determination that they were no longer in friendly cooperation. Fern Creek uh, Church, uh, Fern Creek Baptist Church and Saddleback Church, both for uh, the issue of ordaining women pastors, which is found to be in contravention of the Baptist faith and message, which says that the office of pastor is reserved for men as qualified by scripture. And uh, Freedom Church, which uh, was dealing with some issues of improperly handling um, uh, sex abuse allegations. Um, what I loved, again, about Bart Barber, the dude's just, man, mm-hmm. uh, um, just a fantastic leader, very pastoral even the way that he led the meeting this week. He said, before the results were given, he said, I haven't seen the results. I'll find out the results at the same time you do. He said, but in, in our church, we believe in the sanctity of marriage. And, uh, and sometimes there are cases where a biblical divorce is, is appropriate or takes place. He said, but in our church, we don't throw divorce parties. And he encouraged the convention to act like Christians. Um, and I thought that was just uh, w- as the results were given. And I thought that was uh, an extremely helpful and sobering reminder of what it is that we're doing in voting to determine as a convention to determine that churches that mm-hmm. certain churches are no longer in friendly cooperation mm-hmm. um, with the Southern Baptist Convention. It's not the same as church discipline and maybe excommunicating a member from the church uh, for for uh, unrepentant sins, um, but it's probably about as close as we get to something like that as a convention. Yeah. And uh, and it was just so helpful. And I'm so glad he did because I, yesterday, as we're voting on each church, I, I was feeling the weight of what we were doing. It's not fun. It's a necessary thing, I think, that we need to to, to go through uh, as a convention of churches. And church discipline in the context of the local church is something that we need to do when there are people who are living in in what in what we did, uh, in what we as a church agree on is contrary to God's word and design. For our living and 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 for our sanctification, we need to work through those things, um, but we should never do it joyfully. Uh, and it should, it, you know, exercising church discipline or doing what we did today should never be something that we look forward to doing. And I certainly didn't look forward to it yesterday, and I didn't necessarily look forward to getting the results today, um, just because of you know what, what it, it is. Means. Nevertheless, yeah. we still have to have them, and I mean, I'm glad we have them, but you know what we mean. So uh, the results of of uh, of the 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 vote in in each case of the church were overwhelmingly positive to uphold the decision of the executive committee. So in the case of Fern Creek Baptist Church, it was something like ninety two percent in favor of upholding the decision of the executive committee to determine that church. No credential law, committee. I'm sorry, credential. Well, the credentials committee gives a recommendation to the executive committee. And the ex, anyway, but whatever. Um, <clears throat> it's like 91 uh, percent in favor of removing uh, Fern Creek Baptist Church from um, friendly cooperation uh, when it came to the issue of Freedom Church, the church dealing with um, uh, 
inappropriate or, or inadequate measures, mishandling of allegations of sexual abuse. It's like a 96% affirmation by the messengers. Again, there's 12,000 messengers voting. Um, uh, so 96% of the 12,000 messengers said, no, the, the executive committee got this right. We agree that this church should have handled this better. They had opportunity to, and they didn't. And then when it came to the issue, the matter of Saddleback Church, uh, 88% of uh, Southern Baptist uh, Southern Baptist messengers voted in the affirmative to uh, or voted to affirm the decision of the executive committee to rule uh, or determine that Saddleback Church was no longer in friendly cooperation with the SBC. And just for clarification, too, not just the percentages, but um, I didn't do exact totals, but I did quickly. It was around anywhere from uh, ten thousand five hundred to eleven, or even even twelve thousand. It was it total was a votes high, cast. Total votes yeah. cast was yeah. a high casting vote of those who could vote. Um, there was a there was a lot of votes. And it some people may yeah. abstain for different reasons. Like so I don't I noticed, know how I feel about this. Yeah. I don't know if I have enough information and I totally. So understand I did it. some quick math a little bit, and the um, was it the Freedom Church is that the second one? Yeah. Um, there wasn't as many votes in that one as the other two. Yeah. Because yeah. it. Some people didn't know what to vote, so mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. might not have. They might have held back their vote yeah. and didn't yeah. vote. And that's and that's understandable, and I think that's okay. Yeah. But the the end result of that is that Southern Baptists at the annual convention 2023 uh, affirmed by the way that they voted two things. One, uh, one we are a church that care. We are a convention of churches that cares about how allegations of sexual abuse are handled. Mm -hmm. They need to be handled appropriately. We need to have appropriate protocols, procedures, measures in place to make sure that we're protecting children and and other vulnerable members of our church against these things. And it's not okay um, to sweep those things under the rug or to ignore them. Um, And that's good. We don't do that in our church. Uh, In our church, uh, at First West, I'm exceptionally grateful for the very, very hard work and diligence of uh, Becky Henderson in particular, mm-hmm. our children's ministry director, who um, who has helped us to implement a, uh, a screening and training and, um, and protection policy for children yeah. in our church. Many of you church members have gone through that process, and, um, and, and it, it may feel like a lot when you're doing it mm-hmm. and going through it and kind of uncomfortable at points, um, but we do it to make sure uh, that our kids are, are as safe as possible mm-hmm. when they're in our church building, among our church ministries, learning about the gospel. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm exceptionally grateful for Becky's work. She is uh, it's just been an all-star in that area and helping us to get that going and running just as smoothly as it has. And, uh, and I'm glad to know that we are in good company with uh, a lot of thousands of other Southern Baptist churches who feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And Southern Baptists today also affirmed that we are a complementarian denomination, that we believe that there is a difference um, in the roles of men and women uh, in in the church and in the home. This is, it's all kind of related to that, uh, but in the church. And uh, we're upholding what we believe is the, the clearest and plainest understanding of several passages of Scripture pertaining to the office of pastor, and um, and uh, what sort of persons are qualified to hold it? Um, it's not just that 
oh, it's just for men, but it's only it, but it's an office that is for men who are qualified mm-hmm. uh, according to Scripture. And so, not every man gets to be a pastor. Um, and uh, and there and there are a lot of men like me who take the calling of pastor very seriously and wear the responsibility of that heavily because we we know what it is that God is calling us to, at least in some sense, what God has called us to, to shepherd the flock of God that is among us and that has called us to shepherd them and care for them. And that's it's just not an easy thing. Um, uh, it's not a, a light thing to carry. And um, and so all the same, I'm, I'm glad for what the messengers for how the messengers voted yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we demonstrated that, um, amazingly, that a room full of 12,000 people from different backgrounds can agree on things mm-hmm. um, for the most part. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, then there were three issues that we had to deal with uh, today, all sort of related to uh, that matter of... Um, uh, of pastors and men serving as pastors in the church, uh, one was uh, one was a motion that was made to amend the constitution of the Southern Baptist Convention uh, related to uh, the article uh, Article Three of the the Southern Baptist Convention Constitution, which pertains to what what qualifies a church as being in friendly cooperation. And there are some uh, helpful guidelines that have been included in years past as part of the Constitution to help the executive committee know who's not in friendly cooperation. And the messengers to the Southern Baptist Convention are the ones that approved and put these in place a number of years ago. One of the things that would deem a church not in friendly cooperation uh, with the SBC would be a church that is openly racist and propagating racist ideologies, not allowing persons of particular ethnicities to become members of their churches. We're, we'll, we'll not abide that. We're not saying that those churches aren't churches, but we are saying that we're not going to cooperate with them for the sake of sending missionaries and planting churches. Uh, similarly, a, a church that does not handle appropriately allegations of sexual abuse uh, or instances of sexual abuse, and, and we saw that yeah. expressed in the in the uh, Freedom Church uh, decision. And then another is, um, I always have a hard time remembering these things. So uh, uh, the racism is one. Uh, uh, churches that affirm homosexuality uh, would not be, uh, or that are LGBT affirming, would not be considered to be in friendly cooperation with the Southern Baptist Convention. And, um, oh, stink, I forgot, I forgot the last one. There's another one, but uh, I forgot it. It's okay. Um, so the amendment that the amendment to the Constitution that was that was proffered or posited was uh, was to add another one of those examples, and and it was initially stated in the negative. Uh, a church that uh, does not that that a church would could be deemed in friendly cooperation if they do not hire a woman, if they do not hire women, uh, or ordain women or affirm women for the role of pastor, of any kind of pastor, a children's, a woman should not serve as a children's pastor, uh, is what that, that amendment is saying, uh, or a pastor to women. Like that, the title, the office of pastor, uh, they are tying to what scripture says about pastor, or elder, overseer, which are really are synonymous terms in the New Testament. And we've talked about this in the, in the context of our church before I preached on it a couple of years ago um, in a, a, a series called Assembly Required. Um, those three words, pastor, elder, overseer, uh, 
are, are all used synonymously throughout the New Testament uh, to speak about the same sort of office that we commonly call uh, pastor. Uh, and so the amendment would say that any church that, ha- that, that hires, a, a ordains, or affirms a woman to serve as in the office of pastor of the church would not be found in friendly cooperation. There was some debate uh, about that motion, and... Um, to be honest, I didn't feel like there was quite enough debate. I yeah, would have, I, I would have liked uh, some more conversation. Things moved a little bit quickly. A vote yeah. was taken, and uh, and the vote was in the affirmative. To oh, oh, I'm sorry, there was an amendment <coughs> offered to that um, an amendment Amend- offered to the, to the amendment, amendment to the Constitution uh, to state it positively. So rather than saying does not hire, uh, hire, affirm, ordain a woman to the office of pastor, uh, it, it stated it positively, uh, only ordains, affirms, employs men as qualified by scripture to the office of pastor of any kind. So I, I appreciated that that was positively stated rather than negatively, uh, because this is really, uh, uh, this issue is not about what women can't do in church. That's really not what, what we're talking we about. But we're talking about, you know, what quali- what men qualified by scripture ought to do in the yeah. church and what the church ought to look for in their pastors as, as scripture directs us. And so I, I appreciated the more positive statement. Nevertheless, discussion went relatively quickly. We voted kind of quickly um, because some folks in the uh, among the messengers realized that they could do this thing called calling for the question. You get to a microphone, you say, "I call the question," and that means that the that unless there is opposition uh, to no, calling the question, the, it doesn't even if there's not opposition, it goes straight to two-thirds so it goes vote. so it goes straight to a two-thirds vote. Um, and, uh, and, and anyway, so that kind of got sped up a little bit. And I think some folks were just tired from having sat in meetings all day yesterday. And again, today, they just wanted to move on. Um, but I would have appreciated a little bit more debate. Now, the good news about that. So the, the amendment was passed. And so, but for an amendment to take effect in the constitution of the Southern Baptist convention, it has to pass by a two thirds vote two years in a row. So right now that's not... (coughs) a part of our constitution as a convention um, uh, in determining churches that are in friendly cooperation. And I think that's a good thing. That'll give us a year to, as a convention, to think about what we're doing. Uh, Mm -hmm. Changes to the constitution should go slowly. These are our governing documents. So that was the first one. Then there was, then there was a vote to amend the Baptist faith and message, which is the statement of faith or the confessional document that Southern Baptists have adopted um, the, for the first time in 1925, then a, uh, a revision of it in 1963, and then the most recent revision in 2000 uh, related to the office of pastor. I think it's Article 7 of the Baptist faith and message. And in it, it says, uh, uh, it says that the office, the, there are two office, scriptural offices in the church, pastor and deacon, and the office of pastor is reserved for men as qualified by scripture, uh, referring again to 1 Timothy 3, Titus 1, 1 Peter 5, uh, Acts 20, so on. And uh, one messenger wanted to make an amendment to the Baptist faith and message to, instead of say, office of pastor, to say, office of pastor slash 
elder slash overseer to reflect the synonymous nature of those three words referring to one office in the New Testament. Um, it's no secret. Y'all know that I mentioned it today. That's what I believe. I believe those three words, pastor, elder, overseer, are synonymously referring to the same office in the church. So that is to say, pastors are elders, are overseers. Um, and that um, amendment, I was kind of surprised to find out that as, a, as messengers, we could amend the Baptist faith and message in one meeting. It doesn't require yeah. two consecutive meetings. And I'm kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop on that. Like mm -hmm. maybe there's something in parliamentary procedure that was overlooked. Um, but uh, anyway, that amendment passed. It's not that big of a shift, I don't think, um, to the Baptist faith and so message on the whole, but it is amended, clarifying. So then would they would have to come up with a new edition of Baptist Faith and Message 2023. I saw or somebody. I saw somebody tweet that today. That the you that can't said so. So, so basically, 20, we have a BFM 2023. 2023. <laughs> so that so that's a legitimate question yeah. that that comes up out of this, and I don't know what the answer to that will be yet. Um, I am wondering if if we did something we weren't supposed to do in changing the statement of the Baptist statement. I don't know. We'll find message. out. I don't I don't know enough of the rules right now today uh, to determine if we did or not. It was just. It just felt a little bit odd. Um, so that was that. Yeah. Then there was a third motion that we voted on. And yesterday, a motion was brought by a pastor from Georgia. And uh, he's a big Georgia Bulldogs fan and whatever. Nikki's family are Georgia Tech fans, but uh, we'll just, forgive him I for it. I just don't like it when people <coughs> get up to do church business. And they say, go dogs. And they only have three minutes to talk about it. And then they waste 30 yeah. seconds talking about... Georgia Bulldogs. But he's he didn't waste three it. minutes. It was one sentence. Nevertheless, he's a faithful pastor. I, I do. Are we allowed to say names or no? You didn't say the name. We'll just move. Let's just move on. I, so, I do enjoy him as yeah. well. So James Merritt was the pastor. I mean, it's, it'll be in the media oh, minutes true. anyway. James Merritt is the pastor from Georgia. Faithful pastor. Yeah. Uh, fantastic evangelist. I mean, the dude, the dude is just sharing the gospel with every server and bus driver and Uber driver and person he meets on the street and um, and there's like he was he made it to the podium just in time right at the right yeah moment, so right like at the couple, end kind of what was that oh it, i can't it, remember we'll, we'll talk about that on the next one uh, that part. we won't talk about it on the next one this is gonna be the oh, last one right. for this one we, we'll come ask us we're moving on because that was so james merritt made a motion yesterday to uh, uh to ask the president of next year's convention which is bart barber again to between now and then put together a, um, task a, a task force, a study committee to look into the impact of changing the Baptist faith and message or uh, our constitution as relates to matters of friendly cooperation. And then to report back to the convention next year. Mm -hmm. and, and the intention there, again, is like you know with Marshall Blaylock and the abuse reform implementation task force and saying like anything worth doing is worth doing right even yeah. if it takes us a little while to figure it out and so james merritt was saying hey let's take a minute let's think about all the implications of changing language in all of these places and make sure that we make the best decision mm -hmm. um i think it was somewhat unfortunate or I, I, that that his his motion came after the other motions had already been made mm -hmm. Uh, and so his motion wasn't taken up until later on in the meeting in the order that was supposed to be taken up. And so so we dealt with these issues. We we voted on an amendment to the Constitution. We voted on an amendment to the Baptist Faith and Message. And then we voted on the creation of this uh, study committee. And, and, and the motion to create a study committee 
passed uh, fairly handily as well. Personally, I, I would have liked if we dealt with those in the reverse because mm-hmm. I think it would have helped us. If we had dealt with the uh, the issue of creating a study committee and, mm-hmm. and we determine, yes, we want to create a, stu- a study committee, then maybe we can just we can pump the brakes on the amendment on the other two amendments and make sure and then yeah. and then maybe deal with them next year after it would have been a lot wiser the the way. response uh, or the report from the study committee, um, but uh, I I, sp- I suppose in in God's provision it happened the way that it happened, and um, okay. I'm I'm praying and trusting that we made good decisions even in the short yeah. time allowed, uh, and. Uh, and more than that, I'm praying that that uh, that God will give grace to all of us as Southern Baptists um, to do what is best mm-hmm. over the course of the next year, um, to to not start chalking up wins and losses for mm-hmm. oh the complementarians won and the mm-hmm. egalitarians mm-hmm. lost and like it's just never good when we celebrate yeah. our wins over our over what we perceive to be internal enemies and when. As a as a convention, we start to get tribalistic, and yeah. and and it's just not good. It's yeah. not good for the sake of cooperation. It doesn't help us send missionaries. It doesn't help us send church planters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it gives a watching world sometimes a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of fodder and ammunition to um, you know to to use to throw us under under the bus. Uh, already, we know that we are well, as Baptists faithful to the Bible we're swimming upstream against culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we don't necessarily need to make that any harder for ourselves. <laughs> um, and I'm not saying that, that we should make it easier for ourselves by capitulating to culture and turning not. around and swimming. No, of course not. Um, but we don't need to try, to, we don't need to do stuff to intentionally make enemies along the way yeah. uh, or to beat ourselves up along the way. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, salmon swimming upstream and chewing off one of its own fins just because it feels like it, Uh, you know, like that's just dumb, cutting off your nose to spite your face kind of thing. So I just don't want us to get into that as a convention. I would also hope that people will start learning more about the parliament or Robert Rules of Order. Parliamentary procedure. Yeah, just so that they're more familiar with it because I think um, it can get out of hand next year even more so. Um, and then we yeah. can't do the business that we came to do. Mm-hmm. We came to talk about things. It's okay to have a debate in that conversation. That is the time <laughs> when it goes on and on and on. Yeah, let's be concise with our words. Let's yeah. go hit to the point. Yeah. Um, but I, I wish that people would understand the process. Um, so it's a, it's a fair process. Mm-hmm. Um, things can be done the way that because I think. It, it kind of feels because like... Because the whole call to action kind of <laughs> ruined it all for everyone. It kind of feels um, like right now... They knew how to cheat and they cheated. Southern Baptists <laughs> are like a lot of first semester se- Greek students at seminary. They know just enough to be dangerous. Oh, you know? sure. Or, know. Or, or philosophy 101 students. I, I just took an introduction to philosophy class <laughs> in college and now I know everything about philosophy and watch. And, and sometimes you end up getting in, in into situations that you shouldn't. So... Um, I hope and some that's... of that is Bart Barber's fault, though, because he told them that they could do something, and they're like, well, "Ooh!" Which and, really, and it was just really, the whole but... calling the question thing. He he told them what was possible because someone asked the question yeah. if they could do that, and he told them, "Yes, you can," because he's being honest. Um, but uh, but that kind of became uh, I don't know, kind of became just... the trick of the day. Let's stop debate yeah. by calling the question, and so um, it was just unfortunate. 
Yeah, we could but do we could do with a little just, more hard. I think conversations. what you said is trusting the process, trusting that God is still sovereign in all of it. He um, is. We don't know the implications already from the decisions that were made, um, no. but at the end of the day, we all still have one gospel purpose um, that we can unite by, and that is to go and share the good news of Christ, proclaiming who He is to mm-hmm. the lost um, mm-hmm. around the world. Him. And the great news is we commissioned and sent 79 missionaries yeah. uh, to the nations. Uh, and uh, we continue to plant churches in the United States and uh, throughout North America, around the world. Uh, we're getting the gospel to lost people. And that's why we continue cooperating with the Southern Baptist Convention. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not frequently asked, but I know some other people are. Like, they'll observe the SPC from the outside and why say, this is such, this is such a hot mess. Why would you, why would you stay in it? Like what? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And my yeah. response to that is where else are we going? Yeah. Right. It, it would be great. It would be great to be a part of a convention of churches who are doing all the things that the SBC is doing without any of the drama, uh, or crazy uncles that show up at the family reunion. Um, but the fact of the matter is, I don't know. I don't know where else we would go. Yeah. I don't know of a, another convention of churches or denomination of churches that holds to the biblical con- biblical convictions that Baptists have held to for 500 years mm-hmm. now, who um, who are sending missionaries at the rate that we're sending missionaries, who are funding missionaries mm-hmm. fully and not requiring them to come home and raise more funds so they can go out on the field again. Mm-hmm who are planting the number of churches that we're planting, who are training the number of future missionaries and ministry leaders and pastors that we're training in our seminaries. Find me another denomination that's doing it better um, and more faithfully, and I'll join it. But friends, to be honest, right now in the world, there isn't one. Uh, Not a Baptist one, anyway. And that's part of who we are. We're Baptist. And so, yeah, sometimes the SBC, which is, you know, it's it's part circus, part Mm -hmm. flea market, uh, part business meeting and part family reunion. Sometimes the family reunion part of that. Sometimes there's there's family drama at the family reunion. Um, but for me, that certainly doesn't mean that it's worth walking away from. Yeah, not even I agree. close. Not I even agree. close. So uh, so I'll, uh, uh, until the day that the SBC just does something so insanely contrary to scripture, I'm a Southern Baptist for life. Mm-hmm. was uh, born and raised in Southern Baptist churches, educated by a Southern Baptist seminary. Mm-hmm. And uh, and our church faithfully gives 11.5% of every dollar that's given in undesignated tithes and offerings to the cooperative program uh, so that we can do the things that we came here as a church or yeah. as, a, as a convention of churches to do this week. Yeah. Um, our cooperation is worth the effort. It's worth the frustration. Um, it's, uh, it's worth long business meetings uh to get things right uh, and we're only in business meetings for two days people it's only two it's days. long it's tiring it's a long day but it's two, we come two days out of the whole it's, year to discuss it used to be a whole matters. week way back in the day they Man. used to meet for a whole week but yeah it's two days to discuss <laughs> these matters just yeah. go get a cup of coffee yeah, come push back through. in push through have let's have charity have grace maybe the deal kindly with one another inside the, the, there is a prayer room uh, at the at the convention building. I think in past years it has been in the in the um, back. 
Mm-hmm. In the back of the uh, of the, of the convention hall. It's big enough. It just depends on their space and that sort of thing. Anyway, it's been it's been a good week. Uh, I'm still glad to be a Southern Baptist. Uh, we got some stuff we're working on, but hey, listen, what family doesn't? So um, I'm in it for the long haul, and uh, not quite anytime soon. Uh, we're looking forward to being back in uh, Albuquerque with you all this weekend, uh, continuing in our Psalms series. We'll look at Psalm 84 mm-hmm. this week. So grateful uh, to Ken Steffen for filling in for me on Sunday as we were traveling and, uh, and just for the way he always faithfully handles the word of God and is, uh, so encouraging and edifying to our church. So grateful for him, but I'll be back in the pulpit looking forward to it on Sunday. And, um, and we're just gonna, we're gonna keep on working to get the gospel out as a church at First West to our community and to the nations. So, all right, folks, it's been a fun week. We'll see you when we get back. God bless y'all. Love you. We'll see you in a little while. Bye-bye.